the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1440 KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump has announced he's declaring a national emergency to fulfill his pledge to construct a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Republican Congressman C. Palazzo of Mississippi says the president's merely fulfilling one of his promises. Well, he said it when he was candidate Trump, now he's President Trump, and he's putting the security of the American people ahead of um, partisan politics. Meanwhile, Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Florida, says the president's manufacturing a crisis. The president just lies whenever it suits him. There, we have actually historic lows of apprehensions at our border and of uh, attempted border crossings. Mr. Trump says that he will use executive action to siphon billions of dollars from federal military construction projects and counter-drug efforts for the wall. The move is already drawing bipartisan criticism on Capitol Hill, the president says he'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court. This is SRN News. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on that bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Well, thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. We'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. I'm Mike Kennison, vice president of manufacturing at Protolabs. Our core values of achievement, trust, and teamwork are centered around our key stakeholder, our employees. We realize that in order to create the most value for our customers and shareholders, we need to first and foremost invest in our employees. In three years, Lean Partners has helped us create and implement a leadership training program that is relevant and scalable across a broad set of our employees. The Lean Partners leadership training program has made a significant impact on Protolab's continuous improvement efforts for both processes and systems, as well as talent development. Thanks, Mike. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. Visit Chet Shoes this season for warm winter boots. Our Chet store in Columbia Heights features New Balance snow boots for men and women. Come in to try on the sole of a sneaker paired with the heart of a boot. Now's the time for insulated work boots. Check out our Red Wing stores and our Chet store for safety and non-safety toe options to keep you warm, dry, and supported this winter. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and our Red Wing stores in Circle Pines, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Welcome to President's Day weekend. For many folks, um, for many folks, there, it's a uh, holiday on Monday, so three-day weekend, and sometimes that means our our listenership live is a little bit a little bit lighter because people are taking advantage of the holiday. But if you're listening live, of course, you can always reach us here six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. 
the number to call. Andrew's down at the mothership. Uh, I'm up here at St. Cloud State where two big things happen uh, today. Yes, the, the camp for February, and we have had campus closed and all this stuff, but today at least the weather is half decent. It was... It was approximately zero as I drove in this morning, and I thought to myself, that's not bad. It's amazing how you acclimate yourself to uh, to new weather. Uh, but two things happening on campus. One of them is uh, something I participate with. We have some of our admitted students coming to check us out on the holiday weekend on the Saturday. So, uh, in fact, I will be running from uh, my office studio here uh, in uh, in uh, in. Uh, uh, oh gosh, I forgot the name of the building I work in. Uh, uh, I'll be wearing from my office, though, over to another building to do a demonstration. I might tell you a little bit about it uh, right at right after the, the next break. But uh, tell you exactly what I do to try to get students to think about why you might want to come to a, a place like us because we we tend to be interesting folks and why economics is really interesting even for people that say i never want to take a course in economics that just sounds awful i'll convince you it's not completely awful uh i want to talk about a few things today i it seems like everybody is talking about amazon and not in a good way uh and i i have some things to say about that uh just to as you've heard, I work here at St. Cloud State University. I've been a longtime economics professor. I'm currently dean of the School of Public Affairs here. I also serve the city of St. Cloud as the uh, ch- current chair of its uh, Economic Development Authority. So I've watched the Amazon uh, HQ2 discussions with more than a little bit of interest, more than just a casual interest of an economist, because obviously St. Cloud would not be a place where Amazon would build HQ2. 25,000 additional workers would increase the number of people working in St. Cloud by almost almost 25%. 20, we've got about 105 to 110,000 workers uh, here in the community in the greater St. Cloud area right now. Um, we're not that big. So we, we certainly weren't going to make the ask, but I've been watching how this has happened, and I've got a few things to say about this. Uh, if you follow my, my uh, Twitter feed... Uh, you follow the show's Twitter feed by using pound KBRS. I uh, posted a series of tweets discussing why I think the Amazon the Amazon deal reveals something important about economic development more generally. And uh, I'd like to share some of those thoughts with you. I'd also like to share with you, oh my heavens, um, I, I, if I worked at Boston University and, and in the economics department there, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was one of my graduates. My wish would be, every time she walks down a hallway where there was a camera, my wish would be to be present so that I could tackle the cameraman. So that, so that she's not recorded saying things that reveal that she didn't, doesn't seem to have learned very much from her time at, B, at BU. Um, not not sure what's happening there. I also want to spend some time talking about China, a little bit about Europe. My, um, I gave a, I gave a talk on Monday over in Brooklyn Center to a group of uh, manufacturing executives from the Twin Cities. A few people actually drove down from even west of us here in St. Cloud to come down the Twin Cities to hear the talk. Very grateful for that. About eighty people in the room, um, and some of them had heard me a couple months earlier. And one of them picked up on something and asked me afterwards, and I wanted to explain further on that, and that was this. I've gotten a lot more negative about China over the last two months, and only partly is it due to the trade talks. And so I think in this hour, after we do the usual recap of the news, because there is one more thing we have to explain uh, here on the show today, and that's the retail sales major decline and, and what could be going on there. Um, we need to talk about that, but I want to talk about China in this sense. I think, I think the biggest issue is nobody really knows what's happening. The trade talks are happening, happening, and and that's that's out there. But if you read Chinese, if you read Chinese publications as opposed to U.S. publications, which I think tend to get too focused on the U.S. side of the negotiations, and particularly any statement made by President Trump. If you focus on the Chinese side, I think you should be a lot more concerned. And if you think that, that China needs to have some really uh, big structural reforms, 
you might be getting your wish. You might be. Because the papers in China seem to be indicating that uh, the government is preparing business and the people for these changes. I'm going to talk about those. But I'm but those changes are going to be are going to be gut-wrenching and awful and my my concern is if the Chinese don't do it if the Chinese don't play their hand perfectly we can end up with a recession in China and the impact of that on the rest of the economy. China is still in many ways the locomotive driving uh, world economic growth. When you have all those consumers you're going to have an impact. So I want to talk about that that as well. But let's let's get to the news of the week and you would have thought because of that retail sales number that there there was a lot of that there was nothing good happening in the data. Well, few things good. Well, the first thing that's good is despite whatever you might think about the wall or 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 the national emergency declaration and all that, I'm sure my colleague Mitch Berg over on AM 12A the Patriot this afternoon at one o'clock is going to say many many things about about the emergency declaration. I know he has a strong view about it. We probably agree, but you should just go listen to him. And I'm not going to say another thing about it because it's not it's not got to do with business or economics here today. And I'm just gonna, I've got too many other things on my plate. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that. But the one thing that we do know is. The bills were signed that keep the government funded through September 30th. So, no shutdown and no impact of the shutdown on, on, on everything from whether or not a farmer can get uh, loans for, uh, for the seed for the spring planting to uh, the fact that uh, a lot of the data I use to study the economy is just not available because uh, those portions of government are not open. And guess what? Economists are not essential workers as far as the government's concerned. Well, isn't that special? Hmm. So, with apologies to the church lady. Other news out there, I think I think on the inflation front, we actually got a little bit of good news from the producer from the producer price index. The PPI came in a core rate up two tenths of percent and it's up two point six percent year over year. Those who are trying to perform um, perform a wake and funeral for inflation may be a little premature. I don't think that I don't think the patient's dead yet. Inflation, I think, still has the possibility of happening. I think a lot of what's held it back will be in the past had been had been sort of a a, a benign neglect of the treasury on the on the price of the dollar. But the dollar is rising against most of the major currencies, not by, interestingly against developing country currencies, but against the euro, against the pound, obviously due to Brexit, and even with China. The dollar is, is appreciating, and that's going to eventually percolate through into higher prices here in the U.S. So don't, don't give up on that space yet. Some of, the, some of the other numbers out there are good. But then on the negative side, of course, the sharp... Uh, the sharp drop was largely due to uh, one point. It was one point seven percent month over month at the core level, taking out, taking out cars and gasoline and building materials. Okay, so that's almost a two percent miss on the expectation. A lot of people are saying it's because maybe the government didn't survey correctly. Maybe things didn't. Maybe things didn't come in well. But but can you name me a retail? A retailer who currently is just going like gangbusters. The impact of this was well was well shown. That fourth quarter GDP number that we would have thought was going to come out at the end of January, which won't be out for a couple of weeks yet. That number is going to be at um, that number was dropped in the GDP now forecast all the way from two point seven percent expected because the the retail sales number being for December dropped from 2.7% to 1.5%. Other drops were were slightly smaller. That 1.2% is the largest the largest drop from in a forecast and a nowcast that I've seen. Um, but uh, I saw others from the uh, major major banks that were dropping by 7 tenths, 8 tenths, 9 tenths of a percent. It's a major number. It okay? It's possible that the survey is wrong. It's possible that that number is wrong. I understand that. 
However, I would point out December had a very negative consumer sentiment number, partly rebounded in January, but not back to where it was in November. The National Federation for Independent Businesses, their Small Business Optimism Index, dropped from 104.4 to 101.2. That number is the lowest since the election in 2016. You put that all together, and I actually think the number's more real than fiction. Um, I wa- I've, been, I've been poking at it and poking at it I, cause, because it doesn't necessarily fit the way I thought the economy was going, but but as I look around for um, look around for confirmatory signals, I what I see is this. I thought this was very interesting. The New York Fed this week, in their analysis on the auto loan markets, wrote wrote the following: Although rising overall delinquency rates remain below their 2010 peak levels, there were over seven million Americans with auto loans that were 90 or more days delinquent at the end of 2018. That is more than a million more troubled borrowers than there had been at the end of 2010, when the overall delinquency rates were at their worst since auto loans were, are now more prevalent. So more people are borrowing money to buy cars, which cost more, and more of them are now seriously delinquent. They're at they're at over ninety days delinquent on their car loans. Couldn't that couldn't those square up? Couldn't you put a story together that puts those three things together? People are behind on their cars on their car payments. That leads to them spending less money over the holiday season. And on top of that, then. The small businesses react at and say, oh, I'm not as optimistic as I used to be. My sales are down. What's going on? If you put those three things together, the retail sales number is not sitting out there as an outlier. There's a story to be weaved about this. When we come back, a little more on where we are, what the news of the week revealed, and particularly that retail sales number, which was which was a shock to pretty much everybody on Wall Street. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. You own a local business, or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch. But you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. What is truth? That's what Pontius Pilate wanted to know. Well, the truth was standing right in front of him. What would he do with the power and opportunity he'd been given? In this slower and colder season, we tend to have a little more time to reflect. What power and opportunity have we been given? Would the Lord call us a viper or a faithful servant? I pray that we are not distracted from examining ourselves to see where our affections lie and the power and opportunity we've been given through Him. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives. We try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. 
contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Almost calls for my uh, my M- NPR voice, right? Welcome back. Fresh air. No, sorry. I got distracted. King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. I when I first started doing this show, somebody somebody said to me, "You sound too laid back." And I know you're excited about these topics. So you should sound like it. So I try. I try. It does excite me. Here, I want to read you this story. I think people. I, the retail sales number that we were just talking about came out and people were like, well, does that, does that sound like, um, does that sound like it's realistic? And sure enough, uh, that came, the retail sales number came out on Tuesday on, on Thursday, this story from the AP, the national retail federation, the nation's largest retail trade group said that holiday sales increased a lower than expected 2.9%. As worries about the trade war with China, the government shutdown, and stock market tor- turmoil dampened shopper spending in December. Boy, that was not written for someone to read. Dampened shopper spending. You say that three times fast. The figures released Thursday come after the Commerce Department announced weak retail sales data that had been delayed nearly a month by the government shutdown. The trade group and other analysts are questioning whether the shutdown and resulting delay in collecting the data had made the results less reliable. But, hey... Um, the okay. So if you look at it, the NRF had forecast online sales would increase eleven to fifteen percent. Online came in at the lower end of the range at eleven and a half percent. And and this is online, and they expected that the, that overall online and brick and mortar would be up in the mid fours, but instead they got a two point nine. These are, of course, nominal figures, so they're not adjusted for inflation. Is it possible that retail sales, you know, dropped in, in, in real terms enough to have dented the GDP numbers for the fourth quarter to take it down to 1%? This would really, this would be the kind of thing that would truly change what's happening in, what's happening at the... clear with, with the last with the last uh, FOMC meeting and the press conference that Jay Powell had that as we talked about it last week on the show they've been very clear that that they're on hold for a while probably won't be a rate increase until summer at the very earliest numbers like what we saw particularly on the sales side this week would make it likely that we're going to go well past summer before we see any rate increase at all and if anything there might be a rate decrease uh possibly so um but there are still people out there that are saying that have a positive story to tell one of them david joy he was on the fox business network on wednesday david joy is an economist at ameriprise and he said the following let's play cut number one andrew please cut number one The Federal Reserve is now out of the way, at least for a while. And that's a huge green light for the economy 
and for the markets. We're being slowed down, of course, by the political influences that you just mentioned, and now the biggest turtle is getting a trade deal done. I think we'll get it. Uh, but the question I have is, uh, is that enough? Uh, it's a hurdle, but I think in order to sustain a rally beyond getting some kind of deal that the street finds credible, we're going to have to see the Chinese economy start to gain some traction. We're going to have to see some follow-through from the stimulus because the global economy is slowing down and we needed to stabilize and reaccelerate at least to some extent to get earnings growth moving forward again. So so that that was the that was after this is on Wednesday. So the retail sales number had been out and his references to China and that whether or not we're making a deal with China. Now now Don over on uh, Twitter is is chatting about chatting with me about uh, what's going on in um what's going on with uh with the economy uh in china and he says look you know when you talk about the chinese economic uh, effect on the world economy based only on the number of people aren't you ignoring the average wealth of each person um rather than population looking at the wealth of them he says one billion people each with ten dollars well first of all that's not exactly true okay indeed here's the thing about china in China, household savings is significantly higher as a, share, as a share of income than in the United States. And there's a very good reason for that. In China, the elderly do not have access to Social Security. You just heard, you just heard an ad during the, during the break talking to you about your Social Security uh, uh, from the Social Security Administration. They don't, have, they don't have anything like that in China. So... In China, you save in middle age. You have to because when you get old, you have to you have to eat from your savings. You're not going to eat from the income of the of younger people, uh, as is done currently in the United States with a pay-as-you-go Social Security system. That just doesn't happen. I'm not judging. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying the elderly are greedy, taking advantage. This is the deal that we've had ever since the 1930s. It is what it is. All right. But in China, it, they don't have a Social Security administration, so their savings tends to be higher. I would not focus on the wealth. I would focus on the following. Individual Chinese are going to be spending mostly out of current income. The wealth impact is pretty small. What has to happen is they have to increase the amount of consumption they do in order for the Chinese economy to continue to grow at the rate it's supposed to grow. And I'm, I'm of the mind, I'm of the opinion that we're not seeing the impact of that for a variety of reasons. So as I said at the top of the show, I, I am far more negative. I have moved in the last 60 days to a far more negative, far more concerned outlook toward China than I had at the end of 2018. My reasons for that largely center on the fact that the statements that are being made by by uh, President Xi to the people, the internal communication, not his communication to uh, regarding uh, Washington. Buckle up. This could be rough. People have interpreted that to mean he's getting ready to stiff the United States in negotiations and that the tariff increases would happen. I don't know whether that's true or not. Indeed, nobody does. The problem with what's, what you are hearing today in the press on this issue, the problem really is you can listen to two different people and get two entirely different opinions, and it just depends on, the, on which station you're listening to. I'm going to give you two examples, okay? Here's one. This is this is Steve Roach, who's now uh, left Wall Street as a chief. He used to be the chief economist at Morgan Stanley. He's now he's now got one uh, like a senior policy fellow position at Yale University. Uh, he's on he's on CNBC on Tuesday, and he seems he seems pretty optimistic. Play cut number two, please, Andrew. Well, good morning, Sarah. Uh, look, China's facing some cyclical pressures on the economy that are likely to remain intense through um, the spring before stabilizing uh, and showing improvement in the second half of the year. Uh, I don't think we're going to get China to give 
uh, on its key structural issues of um, industrial policy and um, uh, innovation in response to cyclical pressures uh, in the economy. So I think that the optimism, which is looking for uh, China to cave because of cyclical pressures, uh, is probably uh, going to turn out to be wrong. And almost at the very same moment, if you had flipped the channel over to Bloomberg from CNBC, you'd have heard Bill Lee. This fellow is at the Milken Institute out in uh, Santa Monica. And he's talking about China as well. And he says, he says this, cut number three. The defaults in China is showing us how leveraged they are. And I think that's one of the things that's holding back China from really doing the stimulus they used to do in the past. Right now, if we had a traditional slowdown in China, China would have unquestionably pumped up credit and shot up the, cre- the, the housing market and try to revive domestic demand that way. Right now, you see how reluctant they are to do so because they've already gone on a campaign of reassuring the world we're having, we're having uh, policies in place that put a handle and a lid on the rise in leverage. That is the big constraint the Chinese are facing now. And that's why I think they're so desperately looking to make a deal with Trump. Who to believe? Right? Those opinions are running around right now. And I can tell you, I, I could have pulled, I could have had Andrew record for me six more. Um, I only had him pull one more, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that after the break. But I wanted to say, so of course we all know this week, I'm assuming. Well, if if I thought you knew, I wouldn't actually bring it up. But uh, Steve Mnuchin and Robert Lighthizer, two senior officials in the Trump administration, were in Beijing negotiating to get the trade deal that we're supposed to get by March 1st. And they're there. And, and so this conversation, these Tuesday recordings are while Mnuchin and Lighthizer are on the plane going to Beijing. To have those talks. What happened at those talks? And what do they say about where we're going going, going forward? Let's talk about that after these messages. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% 100% chemical-free, Plug-in Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. INeedMoreHair.com Experience you can trust Prices you can afford 
I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. I'm Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member and of... And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business 1440. Thank you for being with us. Having a, having a good... Good time here, getting ready to go visit with my students, out with some future students at St. Cloud State. I will, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the second hour. But first, um, let's continue with this analysis of, of what's happening in China. Look, I, I try not to get too much politics into this show, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to inject, but I'm not trying to inject politics into this. However. This is a news show where this show has news in it, but it also contains uh, my opinion. Uh, They always tag my show at the beginning of the hour with with that line. The opinions expressed on this show are not the views of this station or its management. To which I often say under my breath, but they should be. So I do have an opinion on this. And so you're going to hear some of that uh, in this. and, And I'm a little critical of the president in the following way. Um... The, the negoti- so the negotiations come out, and at the end of the at the end of the negotiations, as the team that of, of Lighthizer and Mnuchin are flying back from Beijing, um, the president uh, has a has a uh, press conference. He's called everybody to the Rose Garden to have a to have a talk, and he's he's determined to. He's determined already he's going to do the national emergency. But before he talks about the national emergency, he begins his talk by talking about China. And I want you to listen closely. This is just like the first 35 seconds of the press conference. And he had, there were lots more things to say, but I don't want, I, I don't want, I don't want to be too much focused on what the president said. Let's just listen, too much focus on the president said, but to get what I'm trying to get at, Listen to just this first 35 seconds of the press conference. Cut number four, please, Andrew. Before we begin, I'd like to just say that we have a large team of very talented people in China. We've had a uh, negotiation going on for about two days. It's going extremely well. Who knows what that means, because it only matters if we get it done. But we're uh, very much uh, working very closely with China and President Xi, who I respect a lot, very good relationship that we have, and we're a lot closer than we ever were in this country with having a real trade deal. Uh, I can't tell from those 35 seconds, nor have I, had I played anything else would you be able to tell, whether we're going to get a deal. The vagueness of this, which I think is part of the part of his uh, natural inclination as a real estate developer. When you're making a real estate deal, you always want to have the ability to just say, nope, not good enough. I'm leaving. You, you don't always want to have your hat in your hand, but you want your hat nearby. So that you can pick up your hat and go out the door and say, no deal. He wants that. That's fine. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I just re- I, I get that. But the problem is a lot of the turbulence in the market, the slowdown that you saw in December. That I believe I believe something happened in December. 
And I don't know if it was the focus on the shutdown. I don't know if it was the stock market. I think it was partly China. More than maybe we believe. But the the implication of what he has said is that, well, we might get a deal, well, we might not get a deal. It only matters if we get a deal. No. I'll, I'll give you an example. When I, one of my roles in my life has been I was for a while a state legislator in the Minnesota House of Representatives. Um, I have... I. I as you could tell, I'm a kind of a policy guy, so my my love of being in the legislature was was writing writing bills that I thought could improve and particularly improve budget process, government process. And so I took budget reform bills in, including a zero based budgeting bill. In my heart of hearts, I never thought a zero based budgeting bill would pass. That wasn't the point. It was a position to take to get people to come to the table and get something out of it. So the bill actually advanced. It got to the it got into it got into a budget bill. The budget bill got vetoed by the governor at that time, Mark Dayton. And I'm like, well, okay, that was the end of that. But we had had a chance to talk about budget process and we had done a number of things. Things that we had put in place for Years and years, we tried to do for years and years. Last year, yes, last year, one of the items that I had put in, that I had brought in, and I wasn't the first person to create it, but but one of the ideas I had championed was an idea that, that the legislature would have its own budget office, much like there's a CBO, a Congressional Budget Office, Minnesota would have an LBO. Kind of makes sense, right? Legislature's passing budgets, it doesn't have... But when it wants information on its bills and what the bills will cost the the taxpayer, they go to they go to the administration. They go to the governor's office to say, "Tell us how much our our plan will cost." Well, the governor has an incentive to make to make the things he like cost a little and the things he doesn't like to cost a lot. You don't get reliable information back from the government. You should. And I said, the legislature should have its own budget office. I did that in 2011. It was 2018 before the thing passes. Discussions you have now might happen much later. And I don't think anything we did during the during that session, you know, any of the bills that I was bringing, none of, none of which except for the Sunset Commission, which is another story. I won't get and I won't get to that today. But those things won't happen. Now, it's really interesting that uh the new governor has come in and the new ho- uh house has come in and said they don't like the idea of having a legislative budget office. I'm like you're the legislature. Why wouldn't you want one? Okay. The point is, conversation. the conversations that are happening, the deep relationships that are happening, are simply a product, are, are simply gained to make sure where you can find the agreements. And you put those over here. And the time to have the signing party and the meeting between the leaders is when you've got a piece of paper on the table and they show up with pens. In other words, I don't want the two presidents to show up to talk. I want the two presidents to show up to sign. And that the negotiations get us to a point where there is something worth signing. That, in fact, is not what's happening right now. The the two presidents want to go want to go someplace to talk be it Vietnam or Beijing or Mar-a-Lago it doesn't matter they just want to go talk that is not how a trade deal is going to happen look what do we want out of this deal we want intellectual property reform in China guess what that's a really hard piece of legislation to write I have no idea how to write it okay that's really hard stuff Okay, I have my little corner of the universe that I work on. I can write you legislation for central bank reform. I can do that, and I do that pretty well. I, um, that's kind of my little my little niche of the world that I that I can do. I can do some things on budget reform. I know that less well than I know central banks, but I'm I'm okay at that. IP law, not a clue. 
And with all due respect to the two presidents, they don't have a clue either. They need someone to come in and say, this is a good deal, this is worth signing. And what the, pres- what the two presidents should do is say, stay engaged until you have something that it's worth me signing. Not stay engaged until they agree that we get together to talk. That, in fact, is the problem. More than anything else. The problem right now is, is they're just working to get to a summit. And you have no idea what's going to come out of the summit. You have all this uncertainty, and that's why you can have Steve Roach and Bill Lee on two different channels on the same day talking about the same thing, coming to two entirely different different, uh, t- different outcomes that they see happening, giving you two entirely different forecasts, and you, the listener, have no idea which one is right. Guess what? Your host doesn't either. I don't have an opinion on whether Steve Roach or Bill Lee are right. They're both really smart guys. I think they're both really insightful. I've read and I've read and listened to these folks for years. And I don't know which one of them is wrong, but here's the problem. One of them is going to be wrong. And that's an issue. Okay? That is an issue. So, what are we? What's going to happen as a result of that? No, we have no idea. I'll tell you. Here's one person has an idea. That's Charlie Munger, okay, of Berkshire Hathaway, the 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 right hand of uh, Warren Buffett. Um, he was on CNBC yesterday, Friday, uh, talking about this, and and he had this opinion. Is this opinion? This is Charlie Munger. Play cut number five, please. I don't regard free trade as such a pure thing that we could never under any circumstances intervene. And I think that the advantages to the United States and China to getting along are so great on both sides that I, I, I anticipate that they will reach some tolerable adjustment. And that's where I am, too. There's too much to lose for them not to make a deal. But here's the point. You need to make it to make a deal. You need a deal on paper, and the people that need to negotiate the deal on paper are the people that can actually figure out how to do IP reform, prevent theft, and really try to try to reform Chinese industrial policy, which they really don't want to do. And so, the credible threat that you have to have as the United States is say. Until on paper you have written this down and you agree that that President Xi is going to come and sign this, I'm not having a meeting with him. That's all you have available. You have that and you have the tariff threat. What I think you have to do, I think what has to happen and what should happen in the next two weeks, my prediction, is that they they will have some agreement to say we're going to extend the deadline, the March 1 deadline, by 30 to 60 days to give them time to work out the paper. But say but make say to them, look, this is your last chance. You saw what I did with Congress. At some point I said, fine, I'm just going to go ahead and declare the national emergency. Okay? Which, which to me is sort of like, is sort of like saying, I'm willing to do the crazy thing. So if you don't think I'm willing to put this $200 billion worth of tariffs on your, on your products, China, look what I just did over here. Come get real and come sign this. And don't think for a second those two things are not linked. They are almost certainly linked. The decision to declare the national emergency gives them a little more credit, gives them a little more credibility in negotiating with President Xi that he's willing to do things that are painful. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. 
Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Here's the truth, America. Hugh Hewitt for PatriotMobile.com. Your cell phone company is probably funding anti-Second Amendment groups. Patriot Mobile, which is America's only conservative cell phone company, does the opposite. If you are fed up with disgusting policies like New York's new late-term abortion law or Mayor Bloomberg's gun control seizure plans, make the simple switch to Patriot Mobile. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile. Get reliable nationwide coverage. Watch your hard-earned dollars fight for the First and Second Amendment rights, border security, and the sanctity of life. Veteran-led Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Susan B. Anthony List. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and their unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $20 a month. Need more motivation? Mention Hugh, that's me, H-U-G-H, when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash Hugh to get up to two activation fees waived. Enough is enough. Join the fight today. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250 on your cell phone, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. So we'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. Hi, I'm John Lewis, CEO of Trex Commercial Products. We manufacture architectural railings and other products for stadiums, arenas, commercial buildings, and performing arts facilities nationwide. Tom and his colleagues have worked with our team to create significant additional production capacity without adding labor, or acquiring more space. We've experienced rapid growth over the past several years, and Lean Partners' help has enabled us to increase margins while gaining market share. More importantly, our work with Lean Partners has instilled a culture of continuous improvement throughout our organization, which has truly transformed our business. Thanks, John. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Thank you for being here. So let's let's sort of wrap up where where this is. the The Trump administration has, in fact, I agree with Munger on this point. Can you ne- can you never, ever, ever under any circumstance pull back from from free trade? No, I think I think it's turned out that as a matter of U.S. policy, we will from time to time deviate from free trade as the norm. My problem with the president is that free trade is not his normal stance. But there are times even where where uh, President Reagan and President Clinton, two people who two presidents who in our in at least in my living history were probably did more for free trade than any other others. Yes, one from each party. Um, all right. Remember, it's Clinton that signed off on NAFTA at the at the end. Uh, even though he tried to triangulate between uh, George H. W. Bush and uh, Ross Perot during the ninety two election, he ended up being a full throated supporter of NAFTA after winning the election. Um. His decision to try to triangulate was political. It was not what what I think his his own thought process was at. Um, I don't think you know, and I so I think from time to time you can do it, and I think I think on balance 
the uh, President Trump's instincts have been good in terms of in terms of uh, uh, China in and getting structural reforms there. China is in fact preparing their their country for big time reforms. They're preparing for whether or not the additional tariffs might hit. They are pumping liquidity into that marketplace like you cannot believe right now. They're pumping trillions of, of won into that into the economy right now to small and medium sized businesses. I, I I didn't pull up all all the numbers and so forth. You'll have to you'll but I've been posting them at pound KBRS on on Twitter. If you want to find them, you'll see them scattered throughout the timeline of that hashtag pound KBRS or my hashtag my handle at Banyan Show. You can find them there. China is engaged in a massive amount of uh, of credit expansion to try to prop up businesses that are suffering. Okay, and they really are suffering. The way to turn the spigot back on is to to insist on getting this IP reform. China has been very clear also has come out come out a couple times in the last week that they are tying their agreement to the to the issue with uh, the uh, Huawei um, uh, official who's being detained in Canada right now and and has extradition proceedings to come to the United States to face charges. The U.S. is right to resist that, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't make it a deal breaker in my head if it turned out you got the exactly the right trade deal versus I with IP and all that. I wouldn't make it a deal breaker vis-a-vis the extradition of that of that official. However, I would probably say on national security grounds, we should keep Huawei out of the 5G network in the United States and other countries in the West. I'd agree with that. So in many ways I've you know, in some ways I think I think the Trump debate has been a useful debate. But my fear is sometime in the next two weeks we'll find out they're going to have a summit without the pieces of paper in place. They're just offering right now. This team has come back, according to China, according to the Chinese press, they're coming back with very cosmetic changes in terms of IP, and they just want to get a, get the two guys in the room because they believe that Xi will out-negotiate Trump, which might or might not be true. But that's the real issue. And having come this far... It would be a shame to let to let them off the hook without seeing some real real reforms. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Gold Buyers Alert. For over 30 years, the American Gold Eagle has been the world's best-selling gold coin. Today, the Westminster Mint has the 2019 $50 Gold Eagle made from one ounce of pure gold for just $1,390. Certified in perfect mint state 70 condition by PCGS. Coins are graded on a 70-point scale. 70 is absolute perfection. In three decades, only a few rare gold eagles have achieved a perfect 70 grade with many double.
doubling or tripling in value. Add this valuable gold coin to your collection at the exclusive low price. Call 888-673-8041 now and receive the beautiful book Modern Coin Rarities free with your purchase. The Gold Eagle arrives with free insured shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 888-673-8041. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now, 888-673-8041. Buy four windows and get the fifth window free now from New Windows for America. Replacement windows can eliminate up to 40% of your home's heat loss and chop hundreds of dollars off your utility bills. And don't worry about freezing while they do the work. New Windows for America installs one window at a time, and it's only open for 10 to 15 minutes. Most homes are completed in a day, and then you can enjoy the rest of the winter with warm, draft-free windows. They have a staggering selection of styles and designs to give your home a fresh, exciting look. Ask about their lifetime guarantee on parts, materials, and labor, including broken glass installation forever. Hundreds of Patriot listeners have trusted New Windows for America, and right now, buy four windows and get the fifth window free, plus 18 months no interest financing. Google New Windows for America today and check out all their home improvement products, including bathroom replacement. Savings end February 28th. New Windows for America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.